0: Well, amen. We are continuing with our second in, our, in this series of In Your Shoes. For those of you who are here for the very first time, you just saw the video that uh, leads into this message because you saw different types of sneakers. You taught, uh, saw different the colors. You saw probably different sizes. You saw the, the, the reason why people use the, the uh, sneakers or shoes, whether it's sports, whether it's just walking, whether it's jogging, or jumping on puddles, as you may have seen. And so last week I talked about, even for my son and I, we had a. I, I, I purchased, it was a gift of these uh, a, a sneakers on there. And uh, these are not Jordans. And if I had opportunity, you, you see the, 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 the similarities and stuff. But if I put on the wrong one, you probably don't see it this way. But can you tell this way? Oh, yeah. And see, the brand is the same, but the, definitely the shoe size is different because if I try to go into this shoe right here, I know that my toes will be and my feet will be going everywhere because it's loose. And if he tries, I don't think he's going to try anyway, if he tries to go into my shoe, big difference from a 17 to a 13, all right? And difference from 13 to a 17. But again, when we're looking at people's lives, sometimes it may look similar. It may look like, oh, it's the same, but no, in reality, it is different. It is based on the person's journey in life. And that's why we wanted to continue on with this message. Last week, we talked about how Aaron and Miriam uh, spoke against Moses, and Moses weren't aware of it, but God had heard it, And because they wanted to do, they wanted, in a sense, be in uh, Moses' shoes. They were complaining about why he married a Cushite woman, and because of that, they came and says, well, hasn't God also spoken to us also? Hasn't God, you know, he's not, Moses is not the only one that he has spoken to. So when God, what, what took place was that Miriam uh, was leprous, as white as snow, and then she had to be put away from the community, uh, put aside from the community. And the community had to hold up the progress of where they were going, where God was leading them because of the sin that had taken place. And it was seven days the whole community waited until she was then allowed back into the, uh, the community of faith and continued on. And so today, what I want to do is continue on with that in-your-shoes message, and I want to go into the spiritual side of things too, not just wanting somebody's position, but also in our responsibility of our spiritual lives. And so I want to go into today of a message uh, found that I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 19. And you're going to hear about the—this is where uh, uh, Paul was in a missionary journey of his own. One of them, anyway. I believe it was his third one. And we're going to find ourselves where people wanted to be like him. They wanted to do what he was doing and not realize that it was God who provided, and Paul was just being obedient to the, the Lord. So on chapter 19, beginning on verse 8— The Bible says this, Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Let me pause there. Why was he speaking about the kingdom of God? It may have been phrased this way to demonstrate that Paul's message was a continuation of and no different than Jesus' message that was all about also the kingdom of God. Of God, That was central to Jesus' preaching, and he wanted—and Paul wanted to make sure that he continued to preach boldly about the kingdom of God. And he wanted to share and the, really be bold about his preaching for the Greeks and the Jews in the areas, because as he went about his travels, Paul often met strong resistance from the people. And then uh, given his past experiences, anytime he preached to them— it needed to be boldly because he knew what was to come or might happen. You know, Luke uh, says that Paul preached boldly. Paul also uses that word to describe his preaching and explains why in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, where the scriptures say this, You know how badly we have been treated at Philippi just before we came to you, and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare his good news to you boldly in spite of great opposition. You see, Philippi was where Paul and Silas were severely beaten and then thrown into jail. Eventually, they converted the jailer and were released. But it was the kind of reaction of his preaching that makes it bold enough when he goes on to the next town and continues to preach the same message. Just because he receives opposition doesn't mean that he's going to change his message. The message was about the kingdom of God. And so speculating, it's possible that the people resisted the message of the Messiah and freed them from their sins and not the Romans. Let's continue on with verse 9. Verse 9 says, But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. Now this went on for the next two years so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. You know, it's interesting when you think about our days where people say, "Well, why, how could it be that people are rejecting the message of Christ? Well, if it's the same way that it was back then, it is still same true today. There are still people who resist the message. You know, in verse 11, when it says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. I love that. You see, last week we talked about how God was using Moses, and now here we are, we're seeing that God uses Paul, and in this way, this fashion, it says on verse uh, 12, it says, when handkerchiefs and, and aprons that were merely, that merely touched his skin were placed on the sick people, they were healed of their diseases, and evil spirits were expelled. Man, that is that's not a small miracle, that is not a subpar miracle. That is an unusual miracle that merely touching Paul's skin, the handkerchiefs or the aprons, and then placed on sick people, they were being healed and the demons were being expelled. Man, that, 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 that's so awesome to know that, that was happening, and I'm pretty sure that other people were also seeing that, and they wanted to be, and they wanted to grab um, Paul's shoes. They wanted to be the one that if the apron or the handkerchief uh, uh, merely touched their skin, that other people would be healed. You see, they were looking at that, but they wanted to live in, in, in uh, Paul's shoes. And why do I say that, ladies and gentlemen? Because again, when the handkerchiefs or the or the aprons were being done or being uh, touched, merely touching uh, uh, Paul's skins, skin as they were, people were being healed and sick. And here's what happened. On verse 13, verse 13 of that chapter, it says a group of Jews traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits they try to use the name of the lord jesus in the incantation say i command you in the name of jesus whom paul preaches to come out i would think that uh i can just picture what it would look like and and here they are these individuals going and they're saying i command," because they see the people who were demon possessed and they were saying i command you in the name of jesus that paul preaches to come out I always find that interesting when they, have to, when they have to say the one that Paul preaches. That means that they themselves did not fully understand and did not have the gift that God had given them, but they certainly wanted somebody else's gift. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus that Paul preaches... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure that you don't come to a point that if you're you're praying for somebody that you're not saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus that Pastor Ricky preaches. (laughs) I don't want you to do that. You see, you you have your own journey in your spiritual, your physical life, but also in your spiritual life. And we all, as a church, we have the different levels of faith that affect our lives because of the experiences from the very moment that you became a believer and those as became a seasoned believer not just because becoming a member, not just because you've been baptized, but that you are being sanctified and the grace that you receive to be able to get more mature in your spiritual lives... And it's your, your the, the shoes and the, and the life and the journey that you're living, not based on somebody else's. But here's the part, is sometimes even, uh, and I'm gonna speak about my family, just because I'm a pastor doesn't give the, 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 the way for my children or my wife or my siblings or my, my nieces and nephews to say, well, uh, 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 my, my, my uncle or my husband or my dad is a pastor, so I'm good. no. Everyone has the responsibility to have a relationship with God. In the midst of that relationship, you're going to go through different times of trials and tribulations. You're going to go through a journey, and we all know that journey can be a little different because if we have something happen, not everybody reacts the same way. It is sometimes based on their experience. And so why do I bring up, you know, being the pastor? Because here's what happened on verse uh, let's see here. I believe it is verse 14. The seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. There were the sons of Sceva, the leading priest, who were saying in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. And so therefore, they probably thought, well, we have the right. We're the sons of the leading priest, so we can do that. And it was happening. The Bible is saying that they were doing this, But what? Did, but, but, but here's what happened. Here's what happened. But one time, on verse 15, but one time when they were doing this, excuse me, one, but one time when they tried it, the, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at the spiritual imposters here when they're trying to make a front of saying, Well, the Lord that Jesus that, that Paul preaches come out and here the evil spirit, the guy that they we're trying to cast that evil spirit from saying that they know Jesus. They know Paul, but I don't know you. We have to be careful in our spiritual lives that we are not spiritual imposters ourselves, that we are comfortable, not not, not just necessarily comfortable in our shoes, but saying, okay, this is the life that I'm living and that God is going to guide me through this, but I can't continue living somebody else's life, even though they were more spiritual. I need to be where I am. Because my life is not going to be based on some, the way that somebody else lived, unless you're looking at towards Jesus, but it's somebody else. We, we look at somebody else, whether it's a parent, whether it's another co-worker, or, or a stranger, and say, man, I want what they have. I want what they have. So you will probably do anything to make sure that you try to have that, even when it's not your gift that God has given you. You know, when you think about the greatness that when, and those sons of Sceva, when they saw Paul and the Unusual Miracles, they probably said, man, I, I, I want that. I want, you know, they, they want something great. And just like uh, in the 1990s, uh, they, I remember a Gatorade commercial that had come out and with Michael Jordan. And some of you know who Michael Jordan is, a basketball player. And it was like, like Mike, I want to be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. You know, it's so. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, you know, I got my Gatorade because I want to be like Mike. I got on that basketball court. Don't ask me how it went. <laughs> the closest thing I got was I like, ah, but I wasn't six feet in the ground, uh, above the ground. I, think, I don't think I can get three inches off the ground, you know, as, as trying to dunk, there's no way that that happened. The closest thing I ever got to the greatness of Michael Jordan was purchasing his sneakers. That's all I got. <laughs> But who are you trying to look uh, for? It's like I want to be great. I want to. Uh, I, I want to be like this person. And and surely enough, I believe that the sons of Sceva wanted to do that with Paul because they saw the miraculous things, the un, unusual miracles that God was using Paul with. On verse 17, the story of what happened quickly spread. Uh, spread quickly uh, all through uh, Ephesus to the Jews and Greeks alike in a solemn fear descendant on the city in the name of the lord jesus was greatly honored i love this ladies and gentlemen they didn't fear the person who beat them up okay it was the 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 reverential fear It was the fear not to separate and cause apart but the reverential fear of and giving honor and, and, and glory to the almighty god not to the individual it wasn't saying about that they were giving honor to paul so many who became believers confessed. Oh, I think that, that was up to 17, I believe. No, nope, 18. Many who came before believers confessed their sinful practices. And a number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned all the, uh, of the books. Uh, excuse me, the value burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars. So the message of the Lord spread quickly and had a powerful effect. You see, you, you, you can't be living, you can't try to get somebody else's gift away from them, the gift that God had given them. And then so if you're so much focused on their gift and, the, and what you're trying to do because for you that's so great and, and, you, and you want it and so you're focusing more on the gift that the individual has that you forget to realize the gift that God has given you. We have to continue living our life in in our shoes, in our spiritual walk with God, because your experience is based on your experience. Your journey is based on your experiences, not anyone else's. We sometimes focus too much on our differences with other Christians, rather than realizing we all have the same goal in view. The same goal to be not like Paul, not like Silas, not like Pastor Ricky, not, not like your, your uh, a Christian education teacher or your life group leader. Our goal is to be like Christ. Amen. Amen. So today we are very excited to witness, have witnessed the five baptisms in this service. And you know there were three baptisms that took place at the 8 o'clock service and then at 10.30 today we're going to have more baptisms taking place. It is awesome when the body of Christ continues to witness the wonderful things that God is doing in in people's lives that they're making a decision to be baptized the same way that Jesus was baptized. And I pray, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what? I'm going to ask for those who are going to be coming members. I'm going to ask you to please come up to the altar area. And as they're doing so, I want to share with you that their spiritual walk, it is where they came from, is what they needed to do. And here they are today making that decision to become, you know, whether it was baptism or if they were already baptized, to become members of the church. And if I had the opportunity to speak to every one of them or for them to share their story with you, you will see that their stories are all different. You can come up. You can come up. Their stories are all different, it's their spiritual journey. Every one of them, if you speak with them, it's going to let you know where they experienced the presence of God, where they met God, where they decided, I want to follow Christ. And then when they're coming to the church to say, is that you got enough room? How about if you close it up? Let me move this out of the way. Let me move this out of the way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great problem to have that I got to move the pulpit to allow people to, come forward. Amen. Amen. All these individuals have made a decision to become members of the church, but it's not for them just to become members of the church. In fact, I told them, I don't want you to become members. You remember that, when I said that? You're like, What? because membership, ladies and gentlemen, is about commitment, and not just commitment for themselves, but also as a church family that can come alongside of them and say, we want to care for you. We want to grow together. Let's, uh, let's do this together, and they are publicly saying, I want to be a member of the church, and I want to grow spiritually. Where I have been and where I aim to, uh, to, uh, to go but it is with their, in, their, in their lives, in their shoes, and their journey that allows them to happen, and it's because the amazing grace that God has given all of us. Amen. So-